Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I help you simplify mealtime so you can simplify your life. This is episode 33, You Don't Have Time Not to Meal Plan. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be chatting about this with you today. As you know, I do a lot of talking about meal planning and meal prep. And by far, the biggest reason I hear from you, from readers, listeners, friends, family, anyone I talk to about meal planning and meal prepping, about why they are not meal prepping, is that you believe that you don't have time. I get it. Time is so valuable. For all of us, it's truly the most valuable resource that we have. And for most of us, it feels scarce. As moms, we wear so many hats and it feels like we're constantly juggling between meal prep, changing diapers, taking kids where they need to go, and keeping the house relatively clean. There's just so much to do. But when I hear someone like you say that you can't meal prep because you don't have time, I just feel so sad because I can't help you or whoever has that belief. And why is that? Because not having time is a limiting belief and it's keeping you stuck and it's stopping you from growing and achieving the life that you want. So I threw out the word limiting belief there. Most of you have probably heard this, but what exactly is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is something that you believe to be true that is somehow keeping you stuck, like the myth that you don't have time. The problem with limiting beliefs is that they can be super hard to spot. And why is that? Well, because simply by believing that a limiting belief is true, it becomes true. At least it becomes your truth. If you truly believe that you don't have time to meal plan and meal prep, then you absolutely won't be able to find the time to meal plan and meal prep. There are loads of limiting beliefs out there, and I know that I certainly haven't uncovered all of my own limiting beliefs yet, but today we're just going to stick with this one. So if you believe that you don't have time, you won't have time. So how do you solve that problem? One of the ways to really up your productivity and thus find more time is to do a time audit. So I got this idea from Productivity 501, and I'll go ahead and link to their website. But this idea is truly so revolutionary for finding out where you could be using your time more effectively. So to do a time audit, you'll need a timer and a notebook. That's it. You'll want to set the timer to go off every 20 minutes throughout the day. This will be pretty annoying, but it's just one day and it will be so worth it to figure out what exactly you're doing with your time. One tip from the folks over at Productivity 501 is to start your timer at a strange time. If you do it on the hours, say starting at 7 a.m., you will be catching all the transition times, you know, 7, 8, 9, and those are times that you're more likely to be doing something effective with your time. And we want to get a truly realistic look at your life uh, to be able to change how you're spending time most effectively. So pick a strange time and then every 20 minutes you'll want to write down in your notebook exactly what you're doing at that time. So we're going to label each task one through three. 
One being things that are very, very important, things that you would like to be spending most of your day doing. Number two is things that are not particularly important, but you need to do, and things that aren't adding much value to your day and things that you'd like to minimize. The third category will be worthless activities that you don't need to do at all. So this time audit probably isn't going to be very fun, and I think you're going to be surprised and maybe not like what you find, but remember, this is an exercise and a practice to help us spend our time better. So don't get hung up on how you spent your time after your audit, but let's just focus on what we're going to do with this information moving forward. So like I said, I hope you're actually surprised at how much time you're spending on two and three activities. And as discouraging as this might be, this is actually great news because it means you have more time to work with and to start using effectively. So after you've done your time audit, it's time to analyze. So let's see what activities you could completely remove from your life and not see very many consequences of that removal. See what tasks you could streamline, the things that you're doing over and over again that if you change the way you thought about them or created a system to become faster or better at them, that would be able to free up time in your day. And lastly, see if you can simply reorder things in your day so that they make more sense. Okay, so I want to dig into this idea a little bit more. I'll go into how some of the tasks that I do look in our home to kind of help you out and see how you could shift things or move things around to make things work better. Activities like this one, like a time audit, are really, really common in the workplace, but maybe not so common for us to think about doing in our own homes, particularly if we stay home with our kids or even if we work at home with our kids. So I want to help you see how looking at your time from a different perspective can really help to maximize it. Okay, so we're going to dive into kind of what I've learned from my own time audits. One thing that I've noticed about myself is that I waste a lot of time going up and down the stairs to help my kids with things. My daughter is five and she still is struggling to kind of find independence and wants a lot of help with things, even things that she's capable of doing on her own, things like getting dressed, getting her shoes, etc. And like I said, her bedroom is in the basement. And so it seemed like every time I walked down those stairs to do a simple task like getting her shoes on, I was sucked into other things and unable to emerge upstairs to do more fun activities. So let's say you found something similar in your time audit. What can you do to make the situation better? So when I realized how much time I was wasting just going up and down stairs and getting stuck down there... I started putting some of the responsibility on my daughter. I realized that she's perfectly capable of doing most of these tasks by herself, so I give her a choice. I explain that I have a limited amount of time, let's say 15 minutes to do something fun that she really wants to do. But there are some things that have to be done first. So then I also explain that if I go down to get her dressed, I might not have as much time to play. So I explained that if she can get dressed on her own at the same time that I, say, do her little sister's hair, then we can get so much more done. This has finally worked at helping her accomplish these little tasks on her own and has saved me so much time going up and down the stairs. 
There are plenty of other time sucks in my day with kids. Basically, any transition from one activity to the next has the potential to become a time waster, which is why implementing a simple schedule or routine with my kids has also opened up loads of time. If you want to hear more about the simple schedule that I have with my kids, I will go ahead and link to that episode in the show notes. It's episode 26, Creating a Flexible Schedule for Kids. Moving on, let's not even get started with how much time I could save by simply putting my phone down. I'm working on my solutions for that one, so we'll save that for another day. The point here is to take a good hard look at your time audit and see where you're spending your time that is not where you'd like to and look for solutions to make those areas better. Okay, now that that's done, we've got to get back into that meal planning and meal prep thing. So the first thing I wanted to do was to prove to you that you do indeed have more time than you think you do. The problem is, is that you also have to change the limiting belief that meal planning and meal prep are time consuming. They're not. And you have to believe that they are actually a good use of your time. Because even if you've opened up that time using your time audit, if you don't believe that meal planning and meal prep are one of the best places you can use that newfound time, you will continue to not do it. So the first step was to unlock the time. And now we want to fill that time with meal planning and meal prep. So let's circle back to what we were talking about in the beginning about not having enough time. If you found some extra time in your day doing this time audit, why should you use that time meal planning and meal prepping? Well, the best reason is that it's going to open up even more time. I have a good friend that shared an analogy with me about an airplane. She said that an airplane uses most of its fuel to take off and climb to cruising altitude. After that, it's smooth sailing and it takes a steady stream of energy, but not nearly as much energy as it took to get started. This is exactly how it is with developing a meal planning and meal prep strategy. You will definitely need time and energy to get started. There is no doubt about that. That's why I started this episode with an exercise to help you find that time in your day. But the cool part is that once you have this meal plan and meal prep strategy up and running, it will be smooth sailing and you'll actually have even more time to come up with a good use for. And I'm not going to tell you what to use that time for. You figure out what works for you and use that time effectively. Exactly how to meal plan and meal prep is a topic for another day and a topic I've talked extensively about in the past, but I do want to share just a few of the ways that meal planning and meal prepping actually saves me time after that small investment of time up front. So the first way is that meal planning clears up my brain for other more important thoughts. I do enjoy cooking, but I don't enjoy having my brain constantly bombarded with What's for dinner? What do I need to get done? How are we going to make dinner happen? What are my kids going to eat? Are my kids going to eat it? Are they going to complain? Just all of these mealtime thoughts are really, really draining and put me to bed completely exhausted. So when my meal plan is organized, when it's done, when I know what we're doing, I truly do not think about dinner until dinner time. And that makes an incredible difference in what I can get done on the things that I actually care about throughout my day. The second way is that meal planning stops me from wasting time thawing chicken that I forgot to thaw 
running to the store for one quick thing, from grabbing takeout, which is actually usually more time consuming than cooking a simple and easy meal. By having this all organized, I ensure that my time is used as effectively as possible in the kitchen and so I can spend less time in the kitchen, which is something that I'm always aiming to do. The third way that meal planning helps is that meal planning leads directly into meal prepping and meal prep stops me from repeating tasks in the kitchen. So going back to that time audit, you may have found yourself chopping onions seven times in your week. Stop doing that. Chop them once for the week and get it done. You can't do this if you don't have an effective meal plan to pull from and if you don't know what you'll be cooking so that you're making sure that you prep the right things. Fourth, meal prep makes cooking a mindless activity instead of one that takes loads of concentration. So when you have a meal plan, when you meal prep everything at one time, suddenly when it's time to cook, it's really more of just a quick assembly, not reading a recipe super, super close and making sure you do everything exactly right, which means that I can have my kids with me in the kitchen when I'm making dinner, which means I can be focused on asking them engaging questions and making them feel loved and wanted all while I'm making dinner happen instead of being stressed and glued to a recipe. The last way that meal planning and meal prep saves me time is that it takes that what's for dinner question off the table completely and I always know what we will be eating, which clears up so much mental energy and space. I truly believe it when I say that you do not have time not to meal plan and meal prep if you are a busy mom with big dreams like I know you are. Like I said, even takeout is a time suck and you can save so much time, money, and mental and emotional energy by sticking to a system in the kitchen instead of doing just what comes natural and what feels good. I hope that this episode has been able to shift your mindset a little bit and help you start to recognize some of the limiting beliefs you have and maybe convince you that putting in a little bit of time up front will save you so much time in the end and that even if you think you do not have that time to invest that as you look at and audit your time you will be able to find pockets of time that are available to use to start meal planning and meal prepping which will then open even more pockets of time to do the things that you want to do instead of the things you feel like you have to do. Next week, we'll be talking about how meal planning and meal prep saves money as well as time. I'm super excited to chat about it. And until next week, happy cooking and happy planning. <laughs>